Christmas has come and gone, and we have not read a reindeer shifter story. What? That is a genre. That's a thing. Can't believe that's a thing. I found out only, like, after Christmas that there's this book called Blitzen's Fated Mate. And it's about a shifter. He's, you know, he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Shifting like you do. And, and working with Santa because he's a reindeer. He's on the reindeer squad. Oh my god, there's a squad. Position Blitzen. That's, that's oh his god. position. That's but his of course position. his name isn't Blitzen because you're not going to be like, oh, Blitzen, you're so hot. Blitzen is not hot. <laughs> his, his harness breaks and he falls from the sky to the backyard of a romance writer, Charlie. We're not we're not above Mary Sue's. Never. And then he's just like naked and he's like, you're my mate. And then I guess Santa. What? How did we miss this? On our little to-do list of like, put up the Christmas lights, put up the Christmas tree or whatever. I don't know. I'm Jewish. I don't really know. But (laughs) why did we not read the reindeer erotica that we could have read? Yeah. That's my one goal in life, to to have sex with a reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) Or to read a book about it. She says on the internet. I meant to read a book about having sex with a reindeer. (laughs) That's what I meant. Deanna Lana's podcast, Wendy and Alana's podcast, Get Literary, Get Literary, woo! Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is Series 1, Season 1, Episode 12, 12, of our vaguely romance novel-focused two-person book club. My name is Alana, and I'm one of your hosts today. And I'm Wendy, your other host. Yes! Today, we are discussing <laughs> Private Prince by Galen Foley. She was really excited because I actually remembered my cue. <laughs> that's, that's what happened there. I had a moment where I stopped. I'm like, is she going to remember that she's got to jump in? Yeah, I was I was a little bit stressed because, you know, it was like, you know, when you like jump into double dutch, you're like, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to do it. And then I did it. No, I totally remember the fear and agony because it's like a freaking whip that you're basically jumping into. People yeah. do not, should do discount how terrifying skipping rope is, like yeah. as a child. You could be whipped in the face. Whipped in the face and then laughed at by your peers. Laughed at by your humiliated and whipped in the face. That's the best. That's, <laughs> that's the best. I'm just laying it out on the table. <laughs> Sex with the reindeer <laughs> whipped in the face. <laughs> the- the pre-comfort the pre things that you should know before entering this one is that i spent a lot of time trying to whip up the perfect opium den drink before this Uh and i'm a little drunk that is she just came from an opium den (laughs) yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much what's going on um so what are you drinking wendy well, I was going to drink just wine, but then we were like spending so much time in the Caribbean and I was like, oh my God, I have rum. So instead I made a rum Negroni, which is like Ooh. a Negroni, but sweeter with rum in it. Sounds delicious. I made a drink. So um, opium figures in this quite a bit and an opium den, basically, because he's addicted to opium. <laughs> figures in this and so i and rum so i tried to make an opium rum drink Mm -hmm. um and because of that i wanted to research what opium smells like to see if i could do something with that Mm -hmm. which should have gotten me onto some fbi watch list yeah of which i'm hoping it is lady sleuths we're gonna later work with on cases (laughs) um (laughs) you know because they always seem to have tons of those right Mm -hmm. like there's always a lady there's always a lady that is like beautiful and chesty that they're like we'll ask her she she searched what opium smells like (laughs) um also they have another list that's called might be a sociopath might just be a writer yeah (laughs) that's probably true like not quite sure it's like you know search is weird (laughs) google what does a uh what does a dead body smell like after three days enter exactly (laughs) you know how much vinegar should i use if i was trying to decimate a body or something like that anyway i figured out that opium smells really floral which Hmm. makes sense because it's made from poppy seeds Mm -hmm. so i decided to make something with rose water Mm -hmm. and you should know that 
when I watch The Great British Bake Off or Chopped, <laughs> I always yell at them whenever they use too much rose water. Like, that's my number one thing. I'm like, go easy on the rose water! You know, like, every time. Because that stuff is floral, and they're going to take them down during judging. Like, just go easy on it. So, I tried to not go too far on the rose water. Um, so it's got rose water on it, as well as two shots of cranberry, a shot of gym, a shot of run, a shot of Aperol. You can see I spend a lot of time trying different things. And then dash of bitters, and then poppy sheets for garnish, which really just looks like you have a bunch of, like, weird black things in your drinks, yeah. but is important for thematic elements. <laughs> you know, I think if you go to an opium den, they have, like, actual poppy seeds. That are, <laughs> that are part of it. <laughs> Why is my opium grainy? Eh, it's just poppies. They are kind of fun to chew on, though, I can say. That's true. That's why they're in bagels and muffins. Because they're fun to chew on. Uh, there you go. So you can add more rose water than the three quarters of a tablespoon. I wanted to add more, but I just... Everybody I talk to about this recipe is like, Go easy on the rose water! <laughs> um... Because everyone knows that. That's like the number one thing you learn from the Great British Bake Off is go easy on the rose water. <laughs> Should I just like not learn how to cook, just learn the correct proportions of rose water? <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently so. Um, I'm also drinking some three-week-old uh, New Year's Eve champagne. <laughs> uh. So you're double fisting it today. Always. Well, I'm adding it because I added too much rose water, as you do. I added more than the three quarters of it. I figured out that's when that's when you go wrong. <laughs> that's when you go wrong. Not four fifths. <laughs> Anything higher. Not four fifths. Yes. <laughs> I can't do any more math than that, but can't do it. none more. No, no. Nine tenths. <laughs> So, for the rant this week, we have decided that we are going to rant about our best and worst books. And I think that, Wendy, you should go first. So, uh, we're talking about 2017. So, it's 2018 now, everyone. Despite what all my checks say. Get with the program, guys. Get with the program. What are you doing living in the past? Also, do you write checks, Alana? I sometimes I write checks, all right? I live in Indiana. I'm a librarian and I write checks. <laughs> Just imagine the type of person that does those things. And we're good. We're good. <laughs> but Wendy, what was your best and worst? Well... As you know, I read a lot of great books this year. Randy read like over 250 books this year. I did not. <laughs> I only read 179, okay. Shit, guys. Guys, that's a lot of books. <laughs> Most of them, if not all of them, were romance novels. I So the best book, I just like can't get one out of my head. And it's it's actually a whole series. I'm cheating. It's the other series by Anne Bishop. I think I've talked about it before on on this podcast. You know, it's it's like there's vampires and werewolves, but it's it's like a mashup they don't particularly see all the time and it's and it's actually more fantasy sci-fi than romance like there's no sex scenes but it's just like so fucking sweet like these animals the others are like vampires and werewolves and and other shifters like like crow shifters they protect nature from humans and humans from nature so they're like kind of scary because they're above humans like they eat humans a lot but at the same time they're so sweet like they just have this this adorable innocence this girl comes into this community and she just like changes their whole view on on humans and the fact that humans can actually be nice people and it's just like fucking adorable and creepy at times suspenseful at times and there is a relationship that's going on between the main character and then the main wolf character and you just want them to fucking get together but at the same time she's having like issues so like it's totally reasonable for her to just take time for herself and I was like you know, like, you're taking time for yourself, and I I respect that, but I just want you to fucking get with it with that man over there, because he's hot, and this thing is hot. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I think as a, as a romance reader, like, I read a lot of romances, and I'm often, there's a lot of 
romance sex scenes and people getting on and together all the time that when I find a book that's like really good that they don't get together I'm like will you fucking die I love you (laughs) (laughs) just like freaking out freaking out in a good way will you fucking die I love you is the answer Uh, will you fucking die I love you (laughs) so that that was my favorite book or series of the year it was Written by Ann Bishop, and the first book is written in red. Um, I just can't, like, there's certain scenes that I just can't, like, get out of my head. Like, for instance, the, um, (laughs) the girl who comes into the, to the community, she meets this young pup who is a wolf shifter, but he doesn't want to go outside. He's, he's really traumatized from his parents being killed. And so she makes up this, this idea of, like, tying a leash between them as, like, mountaineers like going through you know how they like grapple to each other and then she calls them adventure buddies and it's so fucking cute so what you like about is how like cute this it's really cute and it's it's creepy at the same time which is a great juxtaposition Uh because also at the end of that book they like legit eat somebody's eyes out which is great Ooh, ooh. yeah anyway that was a great book great series I think there's more coming out and I will be really fucking pissed because I need some, I need some romance, like, epilogue shit going on, you know? Like, I need to see them as a relationship doing well as a relationship because they didn't get together. Yeah, because that's what you get in these romance novels is you always see the previous characters doing really well and you're like, everyone is happy. Everyone is furiously happy. No one has a single problem. Uh, exactly. But that's not happening in this book and I think there's gonna, it's going in different directions so I'm really bad. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was my favorite book. Series. Slash series. Also, Alona Andrews has a new Hidden Legacy series out and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. They're always amazing. Mm-hmm. So... Expectations are so high on Alona Andrews books that it's really hard. It is hard, but it's it's really good. You guys should everyone who has ears should go listen to it, and everyone who has eyes should go read it. So tell us about what sucks about till we have faces. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) um, so I read a lot of shitty books, but like (laughs) they're kind of innocent in their shittiness, you know, like. The shittiness, I mean, of course they're going to be shitty. They're romance novels. Like, exactly. The characters yeah. don't matter. The people don't matter. Like, they just kind of, like, get together and bone and then just leave, you know. And you're just like, that sucked. And then you just kind of move on. <laughs> but this book, like, the reason why it's on my worst list, Till We Have Faces, is because it was well written and utterly horrifying. It's it's a book by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> I think I talked about it also. Oh right. Yeah. It's and it's like every every personal fear I've had in my life together lumped <laughs> into one, saying your fear is valid. Like it's uh-huh. about an ugly yeah. sister that becomes queen, and we're not we're not like oh, good job, you for becoming queen and, like, doing all this awesome stuff. No, we focus on the fact that she's really ugly and she has this, like, weak substitute for being ugly, which is, like, being a motherfucking queen. Like, what the hell? Mm. I was was horrifying. And I read it for another book club. Mm. And I wish I didn't. Um, I I have a full (laughs) rant on it. Um... I could keep going. You can you can go to the full rant on my website, gwenwendy.com. I'll, I'll put a link nice. on this podcast page. What about you? What was your best and worst? I feel like it was really hard to decide on the worst book because I read so many bad books. Mm-hmm. So many bad books this year. And so many, and I don't know what that says about me as a person or anything like that, but. Not just bad books in this podcast, because we all know we've read bad books in this podcast. No, no, I've read many, we've read many bad books in this particular podcast. And I think the worst book I read came from this podcast and I selected it, (laughs) which was The Flame and the Arrow by Emma Candidate, which was so bad. And I think the worst thing about it was it was so long. I think it was like 500 pages. It was really fucking long. It was so long. 
oh, it just dragged on forever. I think the thing that's most visceral about it is when they found, like, this this cave of, like, beautiful um, stalactites that take forever to grow. And then the dude just, just nicks one off like it's nothing. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and everything about you. You are the problem. You are what's wrong with this country, etc. cetera. Like, I just could not deal with it. You're what's I, wrong I, with even this Even more country. embarrassed. Exactly. Exactly. Like you, fictional character in the fairy realm, you're what's wrong with this United States. That's what's going on. And the current economic and political climate. Yeah, exactly. You are to blame for Brexit, basically. Um, Brexit. Uh, uh, I hated that book, and we read this for book club, though we read some very bad books yeah. in this book club. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that I I personally had a really hard time with uh, Amish vampires from space. That was, <laughs> that was a longer book. Yeah, that was very long, very intricate. Um, Or the K- the Kentucky Fried Chicken book. Yeah, that was short, Which was though. bad, but not as bad as it could have been, yeah. you know? Um, I think it's an extra thing if it's super long at the same time, <laughs> I think, right? I think maybe Flame in the Arrow gets some props for, like, just giving us an extremely low bar for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I read this book, Pirate Prince, and I was like, it doesn't have spelling errors. <laughs> that's, that's my yeah. level right now. That's the level I have. That's where you're at. It doesn't have a character that's name changes in the middle. Didn't didn't a name change in the middle? I don't remember. <laughs> Have you blocked it off? Maybe. Uh, I blocked it out. It was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, and I chose that. You chose. Uh. And you. <laughs> we made my mom read it. Also, and we my made mom, your mom read my it. My mom who actually likes romance novels. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I hope you write her a super excellent Mother's Day card this year <laughs> for having to read that terrible romance novel. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, it was just... Well, we should have known. Fairies is the worst. Fairies are the worst. Fairies is always the worst. the worst. Elf, elfish land is the worst. The worst. New adult the is worst. the worst. Alana, what did you... What was the worst possible part of this worst book of 2017. I told you it's the stalactites. The stalactites. Um, but also just how the dirt, the, the main character romance is just so stupid that I just wanted to slap him. Slap him repeatedly. He was really mad. Talvi. I wanted to write in a fan fiction intervention in the middle of this book, right? <laughs> in which I jump out with the words intervention and I tell them, like, you, none of this is okay. None of this you know? is, all of you should be sent to, like, uh, domestic <sighs> abuse counseling or something. <laughs> you know, I, I think actually, though, like, I didn't really mind Talby as much because she was a terrible person also. Like, they just kind of, like, They were fit terrible. Because they were oh. equally awful people. I mean, actually, Talvi was really bad. But equally awful. There was a part where he just, like, went through a huge hissy fit, and then they were broken up for a while. And it was, like, yeah. it was, like, those situations where you're, like, in a friend group, and these this couple is having, like, this crazy, ridiculous relationship that they think is like all encompassing and romantic and epic and you just think is kind of gross and they just like keep sucking mm. you back in to that relationship like this is what happened now and i'm like i don't care man i don't, I don't care. care speaking of wanting to throw up gulp adventures of the elementary canal was my favorite book i read this last year oh really um it's by Mary Roach, who I love Mary Roach. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read any Mary Roach books, please do, because they're all hilarious and wonderful and factual and lovely. She's a scientific writer. And she looks at from the taste buds down to, like, the pooping, the whole elementary canal, um, which is a name for, like, your digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it was, like, really interesting. And I'm really interested in, um, like... The dietary stuff. So, uh, for example, um, your body is really well set up to take eat things like beef heart and liver and stuff and why we don't eat that stuff. Um, what we feed cats, 
which is really interesting. Um, various different things about like feeding people, rectal feeding and stuff like that, which was done with several of our presidents to keep them alive, which doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> like you put a broccoli up his ass? Like, yeah, that was kind of the idea. Um, and, and that one, one of our presidents got shot who I can't remember right now. That's what they tried to do to keep him alive for several days. Hmm. Rectal feeding. It's a thing. Which is interesting, and anyway, the whole book is really good, and I really liked it a whole lot. I wouldn't say it's, like, mind-alteringly different, though I have tried to eat more, um, like, organ meat since reading it. Um, so it has changed the way I look at things quite a bit. So I liked it a lot. <laughs> you mean, <laughs> you read a lot of books about, like, the economy and social justice <laughs> and, like, capitalism and healthcare last year and the one, <laughs> the one you liked the most <laughs> was on the human digestive system yes yes that is true i've read many books about capitalism and you know ca- you know the healthcare system yeah and this is the one i like the most game changer that's who i am wendy no i well also i loved it like she has so much enjoyment out of this book mm-hmm. and it's so interesting I loved it so much. Um, it's it's not too long, too. So if you're looking for sort of like something that is sort of fun and weird, I really recommend Mary Roach. Her books are amazing. The only book that I haven't read by Mary Roach that's out right now is Bonk, which I can't read because I read them for my dad book club, and that one's about sex, and yeah. I just can't do it. Can't read a book about sex with your dad. So. <laughs> yeah, I've been that's trying to get problem. my book clubs, like – over multiple years to read Mary Roach and every time I'm shot down. I'm like, it's a fun what? read. It's it's educational. It's a fun read. Like, no. We want to read a bestseller or something really depressing. Like till we have faces. Uh, uh. I will say that when you read a bad book for a book club, it becomes exponentially worse. You know, because when there's a bad yeah. book, then you're like, well, that fucking sucks. So you just like throw it away. But when it's for a book club and you have to finish it, that's the worst. Well, I also think that bad books are more fun to discuss in book club than good books. That's true. So I think you also read more bad books for book club because you really want to discuss how crappy this was. Right. And where exactly it went wrong. So, which brings me. To The Pirate Prince by Galen Foley, <laughs> which was our book club book for this the, for this uh, um, area. And I selected it because I was looking for something in the pirate romance genre, which we haven't read. A worthy genre. And a worthy genre of sub, a subgenre. And we hadn't read anything in there, so I thought that it would be fun. I have many regrets. We should have read about reindeer. Reindeer <laughs> That would have been so uh, much fun. I should have like like I also know of a book called Chris that's all about Christmas werewolves. Um, I love which would have werewolves. been so good. I love I love shifters. They're just so shifters cuddly. are the best. Ah, uh, they're so except cuddly. for the snake shifter. Are there ever snake shifters? No. There's mongoose shifters too <laughs> in the Alone Anderson. <laughs> So, I think we should start with, what did you think of the Pirate Prince, Wendy? Oh, it was awful. (laughs) So bad. I wanted to throw my Kindle across the room, and I was like, it's not my Kindle's fault. It's my own damn fault for, like, accepting this book. Like, saying, yeah, sure, let's do this book. It's my fault. Let's do this book. It's the book's fault. It's definitely not Kindle's fault. My, That's very sweet, sweet of my, you. <laughs> Kindle's name is Princess Gwendolyn. <laughs> very sweet. Fun fact, Wendy and Alana book club trivia. <laughs> what about you, Alana? Did you like this book? I didn't like this book. I, I It grows on me over time. What? In that I gave it a two, and now I think I might give it a three. What? Just because I, I loved that sea battle. Oh, the sea battle was so good. Everything else was horrible. Uh, horrible. Uh, it was bad. I mean, it, I agree it was bad. <laughs> like, like nothing about that relationship made any sense. No. But at the same time, I mean, there was a lot of sex in it. And I can appreciate such a book. 
But I will tell you, all right, he's really a prince pirate. Um, because he was a prince first, and and the type of prince he is is that he's a pirate. Like he's a the type of pirate he is is a prince. So like which which pirate is he? He's the pirate prince. He's the prince pirate. You know. Like, he, his primary job throughout the novel is as a pirate, right? Now, the only time he's a pirate prince, secondary prince, the only time he's a pirate prince is if you had a bunch of other princes, which you don't have in this novel, and you, like, had, like, sexy prince and, like, <laughs> prince prince, which is, like, prince, and... You mean, you mean the artist formerly known as prince? <laughs> prince. Exactly. And, like, and, like... <laughs> Saucy prince, and then they're like, "Which prince is it? It's the pirate prince." Okay, like that's the only reason it should be called the pirate prince. But there's only one pirate prince, and Wendy brings up a good point. Also, when I was talking about this beforehand, which is he's really a king. I mean, right? or something. Like I don't really understand mm-hmm. hierarchy in royalty because there's no flow chart in this book on how you become the king, <laughs> yeah. right? We don't know anything about this. I live in a fucking democracy, so we don't have a king. So, like, did you get the uh, the idea that she kind of liked monarchy? Like, I was like, who are you? Where are you from? Yeah, because she supported democracy, but she's like, but we need the king, the king. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she wanted a parliamentary democracy. I don't judge. (laughs) But yeah. But I also agree that her political leanings were very confusing throughout the novel. Oh my god. Um, Also, pirate prince, prince pirate. Prince regent pirate? What is is a prince regent? Pirate uh, prince regent? Is he a duke? What is going on? (laughs) Uh Uh Someone save us. Um, I'm just gonna say, and I think this might be something of the genre in general, but I can't think of a pirate romance novel. You read Lady Pirates, so you can tell me, that isn't rapey. I don't know how you can do that genre, where the dude is in fully control of the ship, and and any way that they can have sexy times, that isn't rape, right? The the way to do it is to have a lady pirate, Mm -hmm. is because then the balance of power shifts, but, and then it's... A lot more consensual, but um, Lady Pirate? I don't know how Lindsay Sands does this, but zero rape. No rape throughout. (laughs) Absolutely no rape. It was also like the most kindly friendly pirates you will ever meet. Like, they were straight up off of like, the Caribbean ride. Like, the nice (laughs) part of the Caribbean ride. Like, not the part with the whores or anything. Like, they just wanted her to have a good life. And they just wanted to get their farms and then just be not be pirates anymore. That's, that's, that was his, her ragtag crew that came with her. Because also Lady Pirate was nothing about pirates. Also, let's talk about nothing about pirates. That drove me nuts. They didn't do any pirating in this novel. No. Like, I was, like, there was no pirating. There was zero pirating. It was just that they were pirates, but they were really acting as more of a sort of, um, Entourage? Invasion force? <laughs> yeah. They were basically just his entourage for getting revenge, but not really getting revenge. They took stuff sometimes. They were just very supportive of him, personally. <laughs> As They're you just, do. whatever you need, dude. Whatever you need, pirate prince, <laughs> prince pirate. Whatever you need. Um, to get through all of this area. Yeah. Because I would argue that there's no way that... So... For people who haven't read the book, basically, the lady is, like, some sort of person in, like, the ruling family of the governor of this theoretical kingdom called Ascension. And um, she gets whisked away by a pirate man who is actually the the um, prince of this area who got exiled after, like, a takeover by the governor. Mm-hmm. And she supports the, the prince, and so she wants the prince because to Because reasons. So she <laughs> because reasons, I think she thinks it would be better than the governorship, though, um, with the way the economy has been decimated, I'm not quite sure that, that uh, a, res- a return to totalitarianism is the answer. <laughs> but, but anyway, so then she ends up on a ship, and then she's like, she like gives her life, quote unquote, and her like virginity so that her dad doesn't get killed, but then he... He um, jumps off the cliff anyway. So you'd think that that would be a renege, right? Like, 
you'd be like, well, this, this, no, like, from a contractual standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's any way that, that the lady and the prince pirate could have hooked up in this book without it being rape. Right? Like, it's oh, pretty man. clear that no matter what, it, it kind of violates the ideas of consent. But I also give it some leeway because it's 1998 when this book was written. And some of the, some of the sex was kind of hot. So there you go. <laughs> um, so basically she was, I mean, she also gave her life for um, her relatives. That, so he was like, he lined up all of her relatives and he was like, I'm going to kill you all for revenge purposes. And then she goes, don't kill anyone. And then her father conveniently kills himself. And then she's like, you can just have me and take me. And then, so basically she's a slave. She's a slave. She's a captive, whatever you want to call it. Um, she goes onto his ship and then he's like, I'm going to make you love me. I'm like, you just can't do that with a slave. Like the balance of power just like does not change. You know, there's just no way Mm -hmm. to, to make that balance equal enough to the point where you're like, okay, now we're in a relationship because it's also like you're a captive. So anytime he wants to tell you to do something then you have to do it. Yeah, which is why, like, maybe, so we looked at several other pirate prince romance novels before I realized which one people were talking about. (laughs) And I think that maybe, like, this is something of the genre in which, like, there's no way you can abduct someone onto your ship and it not be raped to then have sex with them, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's, it's, it's, like, part of the genre that... Consent sort of takes a wayside. But also, there's multiple instances of rape in this book, right? Yeah. Um, there is the near rape by the by her betrothed fiancé, right? For no reason. For no particular reason, except to show us why we should hate him. Which is interesting, because the way that the um, perspective shifts in this novel is such that sort of their two stories get blended together, which is really interesting in which you don't really know whether you're inside the brain of the rapist or not. Oh my god, the POV. I've got a whole section for the POV. (laughs) Uh, Like, it would just switch suddenly, and then you would be inside the brain of of the other guy. Anyway, and so she's like, constantly, and this is a problem I have with the genre in general, which is she's constantly like, nearly raped and then turned on. Which is like, (laughs) which is like running, like running from a dinosaur and then being like, well, I'm already running, I might as well complete a 5k. (laughs) Right? Like, like, that's how I feel about it, is like, nearly being raped and then being turned on by a random pirate prince is like running a Running from a dinosaur and then running a 5K because you're already out, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. That's traumatic experience that just happened to you. Yeah. Uh, and it happened with the guy as well, in which he has this sort of, like, weird yeah. relationship with his former captive, in which he uh, clearly has been raped several times by this dude. And it's a very 1998 idea about homosexuality. But then he's immediately, like, running into her arms, right? I'm like, doesn't he, like, he'll explain about his graphic rape and then he'll be like, let's do it. Let's have sex. Did you know that the only way to cure, like, sexual trauma is to have consensual sex? (laughs) Right after it. (laughs) It's like a wipe the slate clean idea. Yeah, like the idea that you can do sexual healing. That's a song, guys. <laughs> That's not an actual way of dealing with things. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> uh. I feel like 1998. That was almost 20 years ago. No, that is 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Um, <laughs> um, 20 years ago deals with this whole like sexual trauma different than, than present day, too. Because I feel like also you, if you were to if you were to go for okay, I'm gonna make this book that's about this woman who is abducted and has to do what this man says, you know it's gonna go straight into BDSM. Like you know that it's just gonna like take this like weird left turn and then all become all about consent and you know restraints and kinky stuff, you know. But instead, in the '90s, it was just like. Well, this is just how romance goes. 
You just you just don't you don't <laughs> consent. It's just fine. Then you have like progressive Stockholm syndromes. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like it's clearly Stockholm syndrome, and I w- I would have forgiven it if they would have uh, stretched out the once he so she de- he delivers her into like this convent, right? Um, and the way he does it is so douchey. <laughs> Like, that you don't even... Yeah, like, he's like, I hate you. I don't want you to be happy, basically. Why do they always have to do that in everything? I'm going to push you away. No, it's really true. Why don't you just be like, look, I really like you, but here's the problem. But I'm a pirate prince. (laughs) I'm a prince pirate. (laughs) I'm a prince regent of a pirate ship. (laughs) It's pretty. It's a pretty ridiculous romance novel, and it's so long. It's so long. Oh, it's like four hundred pages of it, and he goes through all sorts of different issues throughout it, um, including like the fact that he's been like abused. And- Ugh. I was so grossed out through most of that, mainly because it just wouldn't fucking talk about it. Yeah, I was raped as a slave. Okay. Let's do this. Let's talk about it. Let's get it through. But we just like fucking lasted a long time on it. And then to the point to the point where I wasn't quite sure if we actually talked about it yet. Where I was like, did we talk about this yet? Have we gotten over this yet? Because I, I can't tell if your thing is just opium or if it was opium and sex. Yeah, yeah. I think like there's a lot of allusions to sex. It reminded me a lot of, if you read the original Outlander series, <laughs> um, the first book, like, there's a similar thing which is done better in which, like, the main character not only has to get over the fact that he um, was sexually abused, but also, like, at some level he liked it, which <laughs> is kind of interesting. And But this book is, like, really uninteresting about it in that the guy is also vaguely um othered in the book like he's kind of persian almost in nature um he's got a sort of vaguely arab look to him and so it's got this weird other thing in which is like the italians being sort of it was so racist (laughs) no it's kind of vaguely racist and so like but also like the bad guy was like wearing a turban Like, it's a very 1998 Aladdin type of way of doing things, it. Was like, right? It was like we were in the Lost Raiders of Ark or, or something like, uh, you know, Indiana yeah. Jones coming up to a guy in a turban and the guy in the turban's like, oh, no, be praised. And then you're like, that's weird. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I But at the same time, like, some of the sex on the ship was pretty, like, well written. And I was reading a book about... um. Uh, someone else's cherries being popped at the same time. And it fits the genre pretty well. Like, sometimes you read these books and you're also aware of the fact that it almost fits a formula in which, like, they almost get to it and then they stop and then they almost get to it again and then they stop. Um, I don't, I don't think there's an almost about it. There is a formula. (laughs) (laughs) And if you read paper books, which I don't really anymore, it's really, it's a, it's a one third situation. One third through the book, there's a, there's a sexy time that's stopped in the middle. Two thirds through the book, they actually have sex. And then, like, there's another one shortly after that where they have sex, but it's kind of like skimmed over. It's just like to show how awesome it is. You know? Oh yeah, like the like it's a little bit of a magic vagina situation. Yeah, I I don't know. I was just mad about the sex. Maybe it's just I'm I've just read so many sex scenes. <laughs> 179, possibly. <laughs> I mean, in general, I guess I felt more positive about it, but it's because we read such bad books this year. <laughs> and I, I think maybe your your flame in the arrow is uh, really. <laughs> The problem was that it really broke you in to the bad books. Like after that, you were like, "Well, now my now my scale is incredibly low." So I don't know. I I think it was way more than Stockholm syndrome. I think she was clearly delusional because she she had these weird romantic feelings towards him while he was like taking her by the hand and pushing her around, trying to abduct her to kill her. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, she, she just follows him naively what, where he goes. And he's like, I'm not a good guy. I'm taking you. And she's like, okay, whatever you want. Oh, he's so pretty. 
<laughs> yeah, especially, like, after she knows he's the prince. Like, she starts letting him, like, do things to her, which are not okay, right? Like, he just, she kind of lets him just use her in these really weird ways. Yeah. And then he, like, just discards her, right? Which is like, Ugh, not okay in a romance worst. novel. Because it's always supposed to be a revisionist history item in which women, I feel like in romance novels, women always have this magical vagina ability in which their vagina is better, better than everyone else's vagina. Mm-hmm. And they're able to, like, use that skill towards some goal. And men almost always treat them as, as equals in these situations, which is not like real life, right? Which is part of the yeah. escapist idea of romance novels. And, you know, the, she, he doesn't. He just discards her once he takes power. And it's really dis- disappointing, right? There is so much inner monologuing. So fucking much. We could have cut down that novel by at least 100 pages if we cut all of it. And really, like, every time, every time he inner monologues, I was just like, I'm not into it. I'm not. Let's not do this. Because his thoughts were so (laughs) stupid. It was was really a waste of our time. Yeah. And it was a lot of, like, free, like, free association thoughts of, like, she seems really pretty today. Oh, that's, pretty is a very interesting word. Oh, pretty kind of means love. Oh, do I love her? I shouldn't love her. She looks awful today. Like, she has, the thing that drove me nuts is that I would not be able to date him because he has the ability to change his stance by just thinking really hard about stuff all the time. You know, like, he Uh woke up in the middle of the night and he was like, I'm going to marry her. No, I'm not going to marry her. And then he fell back asleep. (laughs) He doesn't communicate. Yeah, he doesn't communicate anything about the situation. And also, like, there were times in which, like, I made a lot of of notes in this novel. And they increasingly become, ew, 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 later in the novel. And there are some really good parts. So there's a part early in the novel in which she gets left in some sort of, like, hovel, and then she decides that she's going to break out and go and be part of the fighting. <laughs> and I really liked that, in which I was like, yeah, girl, go get it, you know? <laughs> also, they sort of really, really, like, towards my love, in which the first thing he does when she sees him is that he stops to pet a, a stray cat. And I'm like... <laughs> Alana, you cannot give this book two stars because of a cat. You cannot do that. You can't do that. You're telling me you gave this book two stars. Sea ship and a cat. Uh, (laughs) That sea battle was amazing, too. Like, there was all sorts of sea battles, and I loved it. If I if I don't trust the narrator or the main characters, I'm just like everything else is useless. So at that point I was like, I don't I don't believe anything you say. And also like there was a part where he was like he's so incredibly unreliable that he changed his whole stance on marriage. He also changed his whole stance on marriage at least four or five times. He was like, I'm gonna marry her. No, that's a terrible idea. I'm just gonna have her as my mistress. But then I also wanna marry her. But no, that's a terrible idea. (laughs) And then then he's, like, standing on this cliff, like, and just thinking. And we just hear all his monologue. And he's like, guess what? I don't have any hang-ups anymore. (laughs) I was like, that's all you had to do? You just had to stand on a ledge and think? What is wrong with you? God! Like, get a meditation app, right? <laughs> like, what if he stands on another ledge and then he, like, backtracks, you know? Like, okay, you want to marry me now, but what if you're close to a ledge? Then you're going to not want to marry me. Then you're going to be like, oh shit, I married her. Now I'm going to have to divorce her for stupid reasons. Also, this novel um, has the trope of women naturally know how to per- how to do medical um, oh, things. Yeah. Like, you just, like starts, um, tell the ship surgeon to bring me poultices and cloths for wounds. Like, Listen. you don't fucking know, lady. You are not a medical provider just because you are, like, <laughs> at the location. 
Listen, if I ever get time traveled into the past, you fucking know I'm going to ask for hot water and poultices and clean linen in bandage form. Because there's not much else you're going to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, like, that's true. What else are you going to do? True. Call leech, the leech person? <laughs> no, no leeches. Not Talk a single about leech. Not, a, not, not one. <laughs> and also, don't feed, don't feed my anus, please. That's <laughs> You'd <laughs> be like, well, <laughs> if you were time traveled, you'd be like, well, Mary Roach says I should feed your anus with broccoli. <laughs> that's what I, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I don't know if pirate romance is so. I feel like pirate romance novels in general are innately flawed, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, the whole idea of abducting a lady onto a pirate ship is sort of, like, roguish and, like, charming in its own way, but creates certain consensual issues that I cannot consent to as a modern woman, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's any way that you could do that um, in in that environment. So, like, that's that's kind of why I give it, I gave it two stars. But also, like, that sea battle is really excellent. There were and multiple the ships. And they fought, and it was excellent, and I was like, what's gonna happen? And all those characters came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, go with them. <laughs> they seem better than this prince yeah, pirate. like this guy, like, go join the, the his majesty's arms. <laughs> okay, so the POV, driving me nuts. Yeah. I realized that I'm stuck into my own genre, which is historical romance, uh, usually Regency romance, that has a very specific idea of POV. You do one POV, and then you, like, go enter, enter, and then you do the other POV, and that's it. That's all you can Mm -hmm. do. And cards are all on the table. Like, you can rehash an entire scene by just doing one POV and then another POV. But then it just drove me nuts. And I don't know if this is just because it was a Kindle book and not a real book. But there was no enter-enter. There was like, yeah. He th- he thought he had everything planned. He was right around the corner. She she thought it was like you can't you can't have he and then he and then just like yeah like give me an idea of who we've jumped to. We need an enter enter or a little star star star. And I was like maybe those star star stars don't exist, but then they do fucking exist. I found at least three, so mm-hmm. it's not the star 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 that was the problem. Ah. POV is very important, and I feel like romance novels get a little pass when when they do POV because it is escapism. It's escapism, so the best possible thing you can do to gift yourself this gift of escapism is to hear everybody's thoughts, you know? Like a, mm-hmm. a rogue or a rake is not going to say, I love her so much that I'm going to die, He's gonna he's gonna think it, and then you're gonna be like, oh my god, it's so cute that he loves her so much that he's gonna die. But <laughs> but there's a limit, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think she went over the limit. She went over the limit. There was way too much POVing, way too much inner monologue can come from him. I don't want to hear the inner monologue of the bad guy. I just don't want to hear it. I just I just hated it. Well, it was also because you couldn't tell when you suddenly entered the mind of someone entirely different. And it was really betraying because you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, shit, are these really the same flip sides of the same coin? And that yeah. was really disappointing. <laughs> like there is no good people. <laughs> yeah, like really they're just one sides of the same larger fight. And I mean, that's like a more political way of looking at it. But it was disappointing because all you want is sexy times, right? Yeah, definitely at the beginning of this novel, I was like, so we we meet her uh, father who is awful, and then we meet her fiance who is awful, and then she meets um, what's his name, who is trying to kill her. She, he's <laughs> trying to kill her, and I was like, oh, okay, we're walking into one of those books where there is no good man ever. Yeah, like she's <laughs> been like so weirdly, which is like you don't know about this guy, right? And then I had a problem with the fact that he doesn't actually do anything. Like, this book made me weirdly bloodthirsty. Where usually uh. I'm, I'm a pretty pacifist person. I don't uh. want to necessarily kill anyone for any reason. Or, like, hurt anyone. But I was like, just fucking kill him, alright? Yeah. Because, because, okay, so his whole plan was not to take back the kingdom. 
as a prince should do, but to just show up, gain some revenge, and then just leave. Mm-hmm. That was the extent of his plan, was to kill this guy. He doesn't even fucking do that. And then he's mm. like, I'm going to kill her in front of him. He doesn't do that. And then um, he's like, I'm going to go kill my tormentor, the my master from when I was a slave and I was child raped. He doesn't do that. He doesn't yeah. do anything. It's true. Like, he ultimately loses in that. Which was a weird scene in which case she, like, accidentally gets abducted. And then, like, the dude that knows a lot about this then becomes the, the instigator in this whole situation. And it was interesting in that she sorts of gets sidelined in this whole thing and doesn't really get realigned in the story very well. And so I thought that was interesting. And there's like this weird, I don't know, it's sort of like a almost 9-11, like punch him in the face, weird universe, right? Like, so the character earlier talks about how revenge is not the answer, right? <laughs> but then the revenge is sort of the answer, right? Revenge is the answer. Uh-huh. He doesn't have any plan otherwise. He, She was like, so you're gonna take over the kingdom again? And he's like, what? No. What? Oh, I guess I could do that. He, he, he seems like a very bad strategic planner, which would be fine if she was a strategic planner, but she isn't. No. Right? No one knew what they were doing. At all. I even put my trust in the weird bad guy. Do you have an idea, sir? Do do you, Slave Master, have an idea? The Slave Master did not have an idea. He was like, oh, glad that you're coming back. He seemed very focused on just abusing the main character, which seemed weird because he was very strategic. He knew that this guy would try several attempts at him, and he knew that he would be unsuccessful because of his... um issues with the main with that character and so like it seemed like he should have been like someone that the main character should have asked advice about right (laughs) um and i just i didn't feel like a whole lot of sympathy for that situation um but at the same time i wanted them both to become king and queen because i love a princess becoming queen situation it's very satisfying when that all gets figured out and then you become queen of ascension, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I, I, I gave it two out of five stars. And what did you give it? <laughs> Zero. I don't, I don't rate things, but. Oh, she's such a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what other books have you been reading, Wendy? <laughs> Um, I am currently reading, I accidentally started reading by the series, I mean, a series backwards. Lenora Bell does the, I think it's the Dastardly Dukes. That's the series name. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pretty much what you expect from the series. Actually, though, I think it might be an anti-vigilante series, which is kind of interesting. Because two out of the three books that I've read so far, which is two and three, because I read them accidentally backwards, is mm-hmm. um is about this guy who's like, I have a vendetta. I'm going to go individually and go fix some bullshit thing. He's punching people and he's, he's like learning kung fu or whatever. And then, and then at the end, she's like, hey, so how about we make some laws uh, about <laughs> this? Like you, you are a duke. You can be in the House of Lords. So how about how about you just like put a like start working about laws against asylums that, uh, the you know have really poor living conditions, and he's like, oh yeah. <laughs> so it was completely opposite of what all superhero books and movies ever say, which is that you can just you can just consistently help one person at the time without going back to the root of the problem. And then this woman is like, hey, how about the root of the problem? Oh, right. Systematic. <laughs> Systemic, yeah. <laughs> Systematic. Okay. <laughs> You're <Fuck> drunk. You. <laughs> this is the first time that I've been more sober than Alana on <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Uh, continue. Continue. <laughs> that 
that's it. That's the series I'm reading. I am reading At Any Price, which is the story of, um, it's a romance novel in which a character auctions off their virginity, and then the person who gets it is a video game manufacturer, and she plays a game very similar to Dragon Age. And so it's really good in that when he he gets to the location, he's like, do you want to see the canals? Because they're in Amsterdam, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to see the canals! And so I really liked it. And it has issues with, I don't know, like, characters being stupid and stuff like that but I overall enjoyed it and I can't really tell you why I enjoyed it as much as it was just such a lovingly like cute romp through video game land and admittedly they (laughs) they tried to like they did things like they described this excited dies in um, role-playing games and stuff like that so people are very offended by like the dumbing down of this particular romance novel But I also enjoyed, like, the sort of cuteness of the whole thing. And I I just, I have to support it, you know? Nerd romance. Nerd Nerd romance romance is a legit subgenre. We should do it sometime. Yeah, like, I just loved it. Like, it was so nerdy and cute. And she had other issues as a character. Like, she was trying to serve trying to um, fund her mom's chemo and stuff like that. And he was very much a Mr. Darcy character where he worked behind the scene to sort of, like, fix that issues. But I liked it. I really did. Um, I don't remember what I gave it on Goodreads, but it wasn't, like, a terrible novel in general. I I love also that, like, romance novels like that where they auction off their virginity, they (laughs) automatically become, like... The, the best possible outcome, which is, of course, you run into this Darcy-like billionaire who's yeah. like, I love you for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, like, like sex you pay for always progressively turns into a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what happened is he just wanted to have more and more. Like, he kept on, like, not having her virginity, and then they'd have to continue their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is a very Mr. Darcy situation. Yeah, he sounds like he'd be a Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a lot of situations where romance novels have these kind of like ikasenti problems where you get into a situation and you're you're shackled with this person, you know? And, and I've been thinking about it a lot because, you know, consent is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I kind of feel like... It's not fantasy in the way that we fantasize that we can have consent and that everybody's above board and everything like that. It's just fantasy that when things go wrong, which they inevitably will, and we will not have the power to, to fix something, it'll just be okay. Like, it'll just, like the best possible outcome will happen, you know? <laughs> if only that were the truth. Well, I'm going to move to our new book. So our next book is a Indiana author. And the reason Ooh. why we're doing Indiana author is because the Getting Lit World Tour is going to come to Lafayette, Indiana, Woo-woo. February 15th. <laughs> 6.30 to 8.30 at the spot, um, Facebook event below, um, and one of the speakers will be the Getting Lit podcast, and we're going to be, we probably won't discuss it there, but our next book club is going to be His Precious Cargo by Ava Kuvi, who is a Indiana author. What, what? And uh, this book is so ridiculous. I love it. It's about a stripper with dreams with hopes of being a princess. Space? And pole dancers. <laughs> and smugglers, which smugglers are possibly the best part about space. Like, you can't have you can't have space and not smugglers. Like, it just doesn't happen. And it's got a shirtless dude on the cover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what can go wrong? 4.8 on Goodreads. It's gotta be pretty good. <laughs> Out of, like, four or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, February 15th, if you want to see the Getting Lit World Tour, we'll be in Lafayette, Indiana. Lafayette and then the world. <laughs> and then you the know. world. We're going to Las Vegas and then Hong yeah. Kong after that. <laughs> Hong Kong, Taipei, <laughs> Paris. Luxembourg. Luxembourg. <laughs> but specifically Lafayette, Indiana to start it. We talked about getting t-shirts. 
that just say Lafayette, Indiana, like like getting that world tour, and then Lafayette, Indiana on the back. Just at the top, like you know, on like road road tours, always have like multiple places. <laughs> it's just like at the top, like t- like high. <laughs> the rest is a write-in. <laughs> you just write. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be there, and they're gonna do one of our artisanal cocktails. Hint. Probably going to be the one from the KFC romance novel. <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked that my hometown is so behind my small podcast. Yeah. That. That's great. Next time we should do Little Rock. Yeah, Little Rock. Second <laughs> spot in the world tour. Lafayette, <laughs> Indiana, Little Rock, <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> What's next? So that is um, His Precious Cargo by A.V. Cuve. And thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available monthly on iTunes. If you want to learn more about our love of romance novels, you can visit GwenWendy.com. That's GwenWendy.com. You can also learn about Alana's professional life at AlanaStoneBreaker.com. Thanks for running this with me, Wendy. Thank you. You're awesome, too. Vienna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo!